Macworld Podcast episode 574 for September 20th, 2017. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola, a senior editor for Macworld. I'm here with Leah Yamshon, Macworld's managing editor. Hello. And in Connecticut, I almost <laughs> said Massachusetts and I almost said Pennsylvania, but in Connecticut is a Macworld staff writer, uh, Michael Simon. Hi, Mike. Hey, Roman. Hey, Leah. Good afternoon. Hello. Uh, he's three Slash hours morning. ahead of us. Or it's so, afternoon for me, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'd like to welcome the audience. We're live on Facebook and on Twitter. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, please let us know, and we'll try to get to them as the show goes on. So uh, we have a lot to talk about today. Uh, we're going to start with uh, iOS 11, which was released yesterday. Uh, we posted our review of iOS 11 uh, which was done by a uh, Macworld contributor and sixcolors.com blogger uh, Jason Snell. Uh, if you get a chance, take a look at that review. I'll post it in the show notes. It's also on our website. Uh, just wondering if anyone in the audience has upgraded to it. Uh, what you guys think of it? What, what are your favorite features? What do you hate about it? Uh, let us know what you think. So uh, I have to admit, I've only been using iOS 11 for about 24 hours so. <laughs> and I like it so far uh, I have I put off upgrading to it because well just because uh, some, because it's my my iPhone is my daily device and I didn't want to switch to the beta and we still were doing stories based on iOS 10 so I needed access to it so I didn't switch to it I could have switched a, a different device but I never got around to it so uh anybody else has any impressions of ios 11 uh, let us know yeah. in the comments what were your initial thoughts when you installed it yesterday uh the, my initial thoughts were first first i thought oh look at the new icons because there's some new icons mm -hmm. like the app store has a new icon uh the contacts icon is different it's now instead of it was just a silhouette of a man now it's a man and a woman yeah. And the woman's actually in the foreground and the More inclusive. <laughs> the man's like in the it. background. Good job, Apple. Uh, <laughs> and as we were actually talking about this before the show, uh, the fonts was kind of threw me off, and I actually had to uh, make the font size smaller on my iPhone. I my eyes are horrible, so I usually have it a little bit bigger than usual. But I had to actually turn it down, and then I had to turn it back up because I couldn't get my mitts, my paws on the. <laughs> touch points correctly it's too small yeah because they were too small so now it's now they're bigger because i need them big enough to touch not because i okay. need them big enough to to see so and it's a it, it it looks different so it's yeah the the big title cards are a little like like everything looks like apple music now so like it says like inbox and you know there's like these big giant uh letters where when you when you uh, navigate to something so yeah that, that does take some getting used to yeah and it to me, it was almost kind of like um, it. F the the big headers kind of felt like my first OS kind of a little feeling. bit. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, like I didn't need it there. Like I know, you know, I open mail and it's like mailboxes, and I'm like, yeah, I know, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I know I'm in mailboxes. So why do you need to waste that? space for that because i know i mean maybe it is kind of like that where they're catering to the crowd that isn't familiar with it and you know is going maybe they're expecting to sell a ton of new iphone 8s and iphone 10s to switchers and to people who aren't familiar with with ios 
So in that instance, it's, you know, it's, I, I can understand the change. I don't, you know, I don't hate, I'm not going to throw my phone out. I, I don't hate it, but it is, it's, it's a little jarring. Yeah, I think um, the layout has been successful for Apple Music, so I think this was just another opportunity for Apple to kind of unify their standard apps, and uh, maybe they will find that the feedback on these changes was, you know, not super positive, and they may tweak it Mm -hmm. in the next... in the next like iOS 11 update that comes out. I didn't mind it at all. I, I playing around with it this summer. Um, I didn't think it was a too jarring of a change. Um, I still haven't put iOS 11 on my daily driver phone. Um, I'm working on a settings guide, which will be out this day or sometime this week, probably not today, but, um, tomorrow or definitely by Friday. Um, so yeah, it's just going through all of the major changes and settings that you can tweak mm-hmm. from iOS 10 to iOS 11. So I needed to keep an iOS 10 device as I'm right. toggling back and forth to look at all these changes. Um, but I'd been playing with the public beta on my iPad over the summer. So yeah, I did that as well. Yeah, but it's a different experience on the phone versus totally. the iPad. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to getting it on my phone. So hopefully I'll get to do that I, today. <clears throat> I put it on, I, I have an iPhone 6 hanging around and i did the whole upgrade thing yesterday at at, uh, one o'clock or 10 a.m depending on where you live and i was impressed with a how fast it was Mm -hmm. to download like usually the first couple of minutes it's just a crush of people and all of a sudden the the download bar goes from five minutes to 15 hours (laughs) and it was i was up and running in like 15 minutes i was i was impressed and on my iphone 6 which is now what five or six generations old it's pretty fast it didn't slow it down. The animations work, and you know the unlocking, the, the the new, all the new little little touches. They 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 translate well to the older phone. That's I was good. impressed. Yeah, yeah, it's always kind of a gamble updating older devices with the latest um, yeah. operating system because things tend to slow down a little bit. Things aren't quite optimized for the older devices. But that's that's really great that uh, that you're having a good experience with it so far. Tip of the hat, yeah. Apple. Uh, Phil in the Macworld Facebook town square, uh, I'm going to keep calling it the town square, uh, says that, uh, iOS 11 loaded. Okay. For him. Uh, he had an issue with two, one or two obsolete 32 bit apps. That oh, work now. so yeah, yes. that's going to be an issue for a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so before you update, if you haven't updated to iOS 11 yet, uh, in iOS 10, um, you can go in your settings. I think it's like settings general I've, applications, I think is what it is. I can look and see the exact controls. but um, maybe, maybe storage, storage. Yeah, it's, let's see, Something settings, like. general, about applications. You get a list of, um, it, get, it shows you an app co- compatibility list. So a big change from iOS 10 to iOS 11 is, Apple is ditching support for 32-bit apps, so all of your apps need to be on at least 64-bit, and um, that seems like you know a no-brainer. And most uh, current apps have already made that change, but a lot of older apps that um, are either no longer available in the App Store or that app developers have kind of given up on, um, some of those still use 32-bit. So I would you know check to make sure. 
So looking at my list, um, R.I.P. Flappy Bird. This is going to be my last device no, with Flappy Bird I on it. Flappy Bird too. Um, an yep, I have a an old Facebook now retired app called Slingshot. That's going to be meeting the app mm-hmm. graveyard. Um, two Ike's Sandwich Shop like ordering apps that they have since forgotten. That's like a Bay Area sandwich shop, and um, looks like. Uh, a like barcode scanning app is going away. Google offers is going away. So nothing that I'm really going to miss. I kept Flappy Bird around just to remember that like cultural moment in in time of yep. that terrible terrible game. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have a I I feel like I have a very high score uh of like 12. <laughs> no, I think it, I think I might hit like close to 200. Oh, really? Wow. I'll you. double check wow. while you guys Shoot. while you guys go on. Uh, okay. That's Dan, our producer, who I neglected to introduce oh, yeah, again. So yeah, in our brand, well, same same <laughs> oh, old brand, yeah. old studio. We have switched studios, yeah. too. It, yeah, Anybody people may have noticed watching. we are in a different studio now. So, uh, yeah, so kudos to Dan for getting this studio set up. He worked very hard to uh, get us set up here, and I, of course, neglected to introduce him properly, so... I, I apologize for that, Dad. That's okay. <laughs> but let me let me double check my my score. Yeah. So yeah. if there are any 32-bit apps that you absolutely can't live without, um, maybe stay on iOS 10. Unfortunately, because they're just not gonna they're not gonna work. Yeah, my Lil John soundboard doesn't work anymore. Oh no. <laughs> so get it crunk. I'm gonna have to say that on my own yeah. instead of saying it through my iPhone. Well, now I, I just realized because I updated my phone, I can't look at my score. Oh. I click on the icon and I'm stuck. It's gone. It's oh. gone forever. Oh. oh, no, Dan. Maybe it's in the, I'll have to look in like uh, the game center or whatever. Yeah. Maybe yeah, it's, it's, maybe it's there. there. <laughs> maybe we can uh, set up like a Patreon or something for the developers so we can update it to 64. <laughs> 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 I want my floppy bird. Uh. <laughs> um. Yeah, so that's an issue. Um, another issue that a, a few people have asked me about are the new file formats that iOS 11 uses for video and photos. So video, iOS 11 uses a format called HEVC. And then on photos, there's a new format called HEIF, which people are saying pronouncing it as HEIF. Um, so these new formats, they're more efficient. They'll take up less storage room on your device. I th- believe you have to have an iPhone 7 or older for iOS 11 to use these formats. If you have an older iPhone, if you have an iPhone, or I'm sorry, iPhone 7 or newer. I said older, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it should be iPhone 7 or newer. So if you have an iPhone 6, 6S, it's not going to use the new format. Um, but most... Mo- what the main issue that people have been asking me about is compatibility with older iPhones, with the Mac, and just in general. So, uh, the way it's supposed to work is that it there's a setting in the iPhone in iOS 11 where you can, uh, when you're sharing photos and videos, it will uh, it will convert it on the fly so that say like your tran- your uh, I can't think this morning. So you're, you're transferring your files from your phone to your Mac, and your Mac isn't on High Sierra. High Sierra is, which isn't out yet, and High Sierra is compatible with the new file formats. But say right now you're using it on your iPhone 7, and you still have a Sierra Mac. 
uh, it's supposed to convert it on the fly to JPEG and to uh, H.264 for videos. Uh, so that way it ensures uh, compatibility. So that's what a lot of people have been asking me about that because they want to use a new file format because it's going to take up less file space, especially if you're shooting a 4K video. Like I had 4K set up on my phone, but it would take up so much space that I couldn't couldn't do it use it anymore because oh. i just would run out so i had to use a different uh setting uh, but it might encourage more people you know hevc would encourage encourage more people to use 4k video because it takes up less space but then what happens if you export it out so that's supposed to happen we'll test that when high sierra comes out and uh, make sure that that works properly uh, we have a guide on our website about Heath and H-E-V-C. I don't know. Is, is Havak? No, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> we can go with the acronym there. That's fine. Yeah, with H-E-V-C and Heath. Uh, so that's supposed to be, uh, you know, a step forward in, in those formats. So uh, if, if you have any experience using those file formats, let us know. I know it's kind of early iOS 11 just came out, so uh, but let us. Know I read what you that think. Uh, I read that some people were having issues with PCs uh, using the the uh, High Sierra beta, and and kind of working with the or or maybe maybe it was the iOS 11 beta. There was something that that was with the older betas was was breaking compatibility with Windows PCs. So yeah, I think that might be a big issue that with your, a lot, there are a lot of iPhone users who use PCs and who use yeah. Windows. And supposedly, uh, it's supposed to, when you do the file transfer from your iPhone to the Windows PC, it's supposed to transfer, it's supposed to convert it to JPEG for photos and right. to H.264 for video. Uh, if you're having that problem, you might want to check your iPhone settings to make sure that uh, your iPhone is doing that. Because it, it, you can set it so that it won't do that. Right. Uh, and I believe the setting, I say I don't have an iPhone 7, so I won't have the proper setting. But I believe the uh, the setting is called uh, accessibility. I don't remember exactly, but let me, let me look see. at it. Or high efficiency. Well, that's when you transfer it out. It's automatic. That's what it is. Transfer to Mac or PC. It's in your photos, and you know, uh, scroll down when your photo settings. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think there's a setting called automatic, and what that will do is. The iPhone will see that you're connected to a PC, and then well, it's supposed to automatically convert those files over for you. If you if you have Keep Originals, it won't convert the files, and then they'll end up on your Windows PC, and you won't be able to see anything. So uh, that's that. Uh, how do you guys like the new Control Center? Have you customized it and added the features that you want to it yet? Yeah, I've, I I was playing around with it yesterday. You know, the funny thing is, or I guess it's not that funny, but um, there's a new um, screen recorder. Yeah. And this is like um, one of the issues that a lot of YouTubers have, people who make YouTube videos, and they use Android devices because there's a screen recorder on Android, but there wasn't one on iOS, and it's funny because I've, I've watched some YouTubers who, you know, they do tech videos. And, like, they'll when they're on screen with their phone, they have an iPhone. But then 
they'll switch to the Android device because it has a screen recorder. Mm. So maybe this, you know, there's an audience there of people who want to record their screens because they're making videos and things like that. So I'm going to try that out. I put it in my control center, but I haven't tried it yet. Um, yeah, so I, I, I've, kind of mod- I've kind of customized my control center a little bit. So a screen recorder will also be useful for journalists who need to make how-to gifts. Yeah, <laughs> let's not let's not discount that. Totally. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, Jason Snell had a couple of really handy how-to gifts, uh, I believe, in his um, control center story. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and it's it's a nice addition. Yeah, as someone who goes back and forth between Android and iOS, I'm digging the new control center because I'm. Um, you know, on Android, you have the it's 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 at the top of the screen rather than the bottom, but you have much more customization. You can add icons. You can there and there's there's just there was more to it than the control center, mm-hmm. and this is this kind of bridges that gap for me. So um, I like it. Some of, I mean, it takes a little getting used to because it's so minimal. Like you have to figure out what all the icons do, mm-hmm. and how to you know which ones you slide and which ones you tap, and but uh, you know it takes maybe 15 minutes of just playing around with it, and I. Uh, I, I I love it. It's awesome, and on, on the iPad, it's even better. Yeah, and it takes a it takes a minute to figure out which ones you can just tap, and then which ones have yeah. deeper like three uh, D touch controls, like the flashlight. If you three D touch it, you can adjust the, right, the you can adjust it some more. And um, yeah, but it's it's nice to have more options that are readily available just by swiping up. Yeah, it'll be really awesome if they open it up to uh, third-party developers mm-hmm. you know, to have their own little controls. That would just be fantastic. Yeah, definitely. It's like a better, you know, a couple of years ago was that when iOS 7 came out, they made a big deal of having um, like widgets from the yeah. like, third-party widgets in the top. But if you're able to add um, different third-party buttons to your control center, that is kind of a even handier Implementation yeah, I think so. I'm not. System. I'm not a widget fan. I don't really use them much. Yeah, with with third party. Yeah, I'm hoping for a more third party implementation too. And I can see how I can see Control Center being the main interface that people use. Yeah. Uh, because all their apps will be in there, or as, m- as many apps as they can fit in there. So it, it'll. I think Control Center is going to end up being a lot more useful and and have. Um, being used by people more often than you might think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. When the uh, when the iPhone 10 comes out too, since that's going to be such a yes. uh, gesture heavy device, just being able to swipe up and have a whole bunch of um, mm-hmm. options right there that don't require a lot of navigation. That's going to kind of bridge the maybe like help people. C- like deal with the loss of the home button on that device a bit if sure. they yeah. if it doesn't require too much navigating to get to these things so yeah it's it's clever yeah i'm playing with control center now <laughs> I, t- I totally forgot you can do the 3d touch thing so mm-hmm. you can yeah and it's kind of fun i just oh yeah look at that yeah it's a it's a it's a nice improvement i yeah. agree yeah dan did you My- update your phone I did update, and I feel like the way it's formatted now, a lot of things just take up too much space. And maybe because I'm on a smaller phone yeah. that it matters. I'm just like, all I see is this big old title that I know where I'm at. Oh. I know I'm in messages. I, I clicked on right. messages. I don't need it to take up you know a quarter of my screen. Yeah, I agree with that, uh, absolutely. 
It's interesting that they wouldn't have tweaked it slightly for the for smaller devices. So, hmm. yeah, where, where I saw like maybe three messages or four even now I'm getting like two and a half on that first screen. And you have to scroll up to get whether it's an inbox or the, or the messages screen. Mm-hmm. It takes away, you know, a little bit of information and makes you scroll more, which seems like a step backward to me. That's but interesting. Apple does like its fonts. Yeah. So who would you say should, is there any reason why you shouldn't update your phone to iOS 11? Because now I'm hearing maybe if you have a smaller device, if you have the iPhone SE or a 5 or 5S. Or you want to keep your flappy words. Or you want to keep your flappy words. (laughs) Or if there's a a 32-bit app that you absolutely can't live without, maybe hold off on, on this update. I mean, sure. I mean, if there's absolutely an app that you really need to have, but... I'm always a firm advocate of upgrade to the latest because of the security reasons. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's always going to be flaws that are fixed, whether it's a Wi-Fi bug or whether it's a, a, a you know a, an exploit that someone could use. I mean, it's not that common on iOS, but it's still there. Sure. And Apple's constantly upgrading the you know the uh, the security of these devices and. To be on the latest version of the latest iOS uh, number is always the best way to mitigate any problems you might have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to tell people to hold off until the first update comes. Mm-hmm. But as years have gone by, there hasn't really been like an instance where upgrading immediately really, really costs somebody. I think a couple years ago... Uh, in the first, when when whatever, I can't remember if it was iOS 9 or 10. I think it might have been 9. I don't think it was last year. Um, it completely bricked cellular for a bunch of people. Yeah, that's true. That, so that Apple had true. to push out a patch like immediately, like right. on the second yep. or third day that it was out. So you do take that risk, but I haven't heard anything this time around with iOS 11. Yeah, I haven't um, either. So and we would pretty, have known by now. Yeah. 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 So I think it's... I think it's safe to say that it's it's a go. Um, one wow. feature that is missing, we do not have the Apple Pay Cash feature yet. So that will be coming. Um, Apple said it would be coming later this year um, in an iOS 11 update. So yep. that's too bad. I'm looking forward to checking that out. So I was hoping that would be a, a day one feature. My favorite feature, and I haven't heard many people talk about it, is the screenshotting feature. So when you take a screenshot in the in iOS um, 10 and, and previous, you would take a screenshot, your, your screen would flash, it would show the picture, and then it would go away. Now it gives you like a little icon in the bottom yes. left corner oh. for like a second or two. Cool. And you can tap it and share it and mark it up and do whatever you have to do. You don't have to go to full because, you know, we're, we take tons of screenshots mm-hmm. when we write these articles. And so it's, it's, it's right there and you can, you know, whatever you need to do with it, it, it gives you the option for, for a couple of seconds to interact with it, which is awesome. That'll, that's going to save me tons of time. That's great. Yeah. And I can see, you know, people are going to, you know, they, they'll screenshot their, their uh, text messages and stuff, the, you know, the, the, the more funny ones and, and then post them online for other people to see. So that, that'll get yeah. a lot of use of that. Mm-hmm. So, their Snapchats. Mm-hmm. Right. Their Snapchats. And then, you know, add some commentary because you can mark it up afterwards. So, yeah, that, that's very cool. The first time I, I had totally forgotten about that feature. And then the first time I saw it, I was kind of like, what, what's going on? What? But the cool thing is that you can mark it up and then it gives you a choice to save it or not. Right. 
So, so that, and a lot of times, uh, I'll take a screenshot, I'll look at it and I go, no, I, that, that didn't work out right. And I want to delete mm-hmm. it. Then I have to sure. go into photos and delete yep. it. And that's a pain. Yep. Or, or you don't, and you have a hundred, 150 right. unused screenshots. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they all end up in your photo stream. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then your, your shared photo stream and all your family members see it. Right. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, for us, that that's very helpful. But I could see a lot of people that, you know, screenshots aren't just used by us. It's used by a lot of people. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, I've seen people take screenshots of photos, mm-hmm. which seems kind of weird. But yeah, I mean, it's it's something that people. I people sometimes use. take screenshots of Instagram posts and then yeah. send them to my friends who are not on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I, I do that on Twitter all the <laughs> yeah. time because yeah. if I see a tweet and I want to share it with someone who hasn't seen it I'll, I'll constantly. Yeah. Right. And what's what's cool about the new thing, like you you can you know it'll give you that option. You can you can crop it down. It's just it's it's really quick. So it's uh it's an awesome feature, and I also dig the uh, the new app store. It's really nice. That's oh, yeah. one instance where the where the large font and the and the new layout I think works really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that it, since it is similar in a way in purpose to apple music that makes a lot of sense i like how they uh they can better highlight new apps and games um Mm -hmm. in a more interesting way kind of gives the the and it it kind of invites exploration in a way where i think before it was a little bit too information dense on some screens and this, you know, it's like like I'll see like okay, this is a this is an app they really like, or I'll 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 want to scroll through it, and plus it's a little bit or, or on the iPhone six anyway, it's it's a lot quicker than it was before. I had a lot of issues with the App Store on iOS ten with crashes and slowdowns and and updates would would hang, so they clearly spent a lot of time fixing the App Store because it is where we spend a lot of time, and um, I think it's a home run. I th- I think it's awesome. Yeah, the interesting thing about the i the app store uh, redesign is that it's maybe maybe in a way it kind of follows the philosophy of the Apple Store, but it's it's it feels more like a website or I guess to use like an older term a magazine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because like like what right are now, those what are those Roman for for people who don't know what they are <laughs> back in the day we used to use paper. I don't know if anyone knows this thing called paper. <laughs> and they used to put them together to create something called pages. <laughs> oh yeah, like the like like Apple Pages. Yes, got it. <laughs> I'm 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 with you now. Uh-huh. So, uh, but anyways. Uh but yeah, I mean like I'm looking at the App Store right now and the first thing is this thing about shoes and you tap on it and there it's an article about you know, shoes for apps for shoes or sneakers. It's an article. Mm-hmm. And then it follows with some app suggestions. But, you know, it's kind of cool. It's more of like a consumer-friendly lifestyle approach. It's like they're Mm -hmm. trying to reach out to you to, you know, I could see somebody, like maybe even me, like on my commute going, hey, yeah, I'm going to read the app store. I've never (laughs) done – I never do that. Yeah, You know what I mean? So like I read like like I would read news. I read app. I read the. I use the Apple News app all the time, mm-hmm. but I might use the App Store in a similar fashion just to see what's going on. What you know, what kind of uh, things they're trying to promote. So yeah, I wonder if over time the recommendations will be more curated. They'll kind of see yeah. what apps you already have, and then say like, oh, you might like like here's a an 
app article with suggestions for this other category. So maybe my app store will look different from your app store. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I could see Apple doing that for sure. So sure. it's a very different approach to an online store. It's an interesting one. And so it, I, I think it's going to entice people to, to visit it more often and when, maybe when they wouldn't normally. Yeah. Yeah, not just go there to update or to go there to find a specific app right. you're looking for. Yeah. Right. Um, my favorite is, and this is probably more of a iPad uh, feature, is the new Files app. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing I like about it is um, it actually works with Dropbox and Google Drive. So, I mean, it's it's just, it's it's just kind of a simple thing. I can now access my Dropbox account and look for pictures and stuff that I've uploaded there uh, through the Files app. But that's pretty cool. You know, it's it's now one point of access for those, for iCloud, Google Drive, uh, yep. Dropbox. I mean, it even had here, like, a while ago, a long time ago, I had used a Seagate Media Drive. Uh, <laughs> that I used as a wireless storage device when I went on vacation, like I think like maybe five years ago. And I guess I had still had it in my settings and it, and it showed it here as a location. I just, I removed it, but I forgot it was there. So, so it, it, it's including a lot of storage devices and storage services that you can get to. So that's that one point of entry for those services. That's very convenient. I think that's pretty cool. And yeah, that, that's a huge change for iOS in general. I mean, Apple, when they first came out, or even even two generations ago, they didn't want us to even know there were files yeah. behind mm-hmm. these apps. Right. So, and people were, you know, some people d- didn't mind it. Some other people wanted it. But I think that it's, it's the kind of feature that everyone will use at some point. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just nice to have, even, even if you're not a quote-unquote power user and you need it every day having access to all of those files and at least knowing where they reside is um it's that's going to help everyone yeah especially for ipad users as Roman yes said. there is and it brings it one step closer to being to uh you know to being like a mac mm-hmm. there is a question on periscope um from indanu uh how can i drag and drop in ios 11 that's kind of related to what oh, you guys talking about oh yeah yes we actually have an article on our website jason snell um explains how drag and drop works um and it can it can get kind of i don't complicated is, is kind of but there is some sort of like finger uh, you need you need three hands is, is that what you're telling me or like six fingers well you can do <laughs> you can <laughs> you can do things like I, I believe you can do like while you're dragging something you can tap on somewhere else and open an app Yep. So, yeah, you can do things like that. So it, it can get pretty uh, extensive as to what you can do. But we have an article on our website that that explains how drag and drop works. Uh, I haven't really tried it on the iPad just yet. So I have to admit that. But um, Yeah, so within... Um so it's new for the iPhone. Drag and drop was a feature, I believe, just for the iPad Pro previously. Um, but now it's for any device on iOS 11. Um, so some of the the things that you can do with it, uh, it only works within certain apps. So like if you're working in the Notes app, you can drag and drop text out um, from one note, drag it to a different note, and then drop it there. 
Um, if you want to drag and drop across apps, that's just for the iPad. Right. So, but that kind of makes sense, right? Because if you're thinking about, like, if you're trying to drag and drop something from your iPhone with the small screen, that probably would not be easier than just, like, copy and pasting something or grabbing the image and saving it and then plunking it somewhere else just because you can't have, like, you know, split screen on the on the iPhone. Um, and then it would just get, uh, I think, a little complicated just with the limitations of the screen. But, yeah, you tap and hold on an item, and if it's draggable, you'll see it kind of, like, lift up and shake a little bit, and then you can kind of move it around where, where it needs to go. Um, so, again, like, if it's with a drag-and-drop compatible app on the iPhone, you can do that within that one app, but you can't leave the app with drag-and-drop. But on the iPad, you can. So that's a new, kind of relates to another question. DMAC is asking, is iOS 11 out for the iPad as well? Yes. Yes, yes it is. It's out for all iOS devices. All yep. iOS devices, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Except for iPhone 5, because it's not supported Yeah, anymore. I think so. Yes, that's it's true. It's 5S oh. and newer, I believe. So, yep. yeah, you have to have a 5S or newer, and you have to have... Uh, fifth-generation iPad or newer, uh, iPad Air 2, Air, iPad Air, iPad Pro, iPad Mini 2, 3, and 4. Uh, the iPod Touch, the sixth-generation iPod Touch actually works. Oh, okay. So, yeah. And on Periscope, Anu also asks, what about augmented reality apps? Are there any apps with Ooh. AR? There are, yeah. They're, they've they've released a few already. There's a there's an IKEA one. There's a, um, a Wayfair has um, built into their app. You can do um, some some AR uh, some AR stuff. It's um it's new and you know it's it's going to be a little bit buggy at times. But what I've used and I've I played around with it just for like an hour or two. It's 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 pretty cool. It works well. It it tracks really well. It 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 recognizes your environment really well. And um, it's gonna be it's gonna be one of one of those iOS features that becomes just a staple of what we, of what we do, mm-hmm. where we're amazed now, and in like six to eight months, we're gonna just be just be using it every day and not even notice it. Uh, one of our uh, gaming contributors, Andrew Hayward, he's working on a piece about um, augmented reality games on the iPhone, so that will be up soon, probably next week. So he's doing. He's going to be doing a deep dive with some of these games and giving a complete list of um, of AR games that are available. So that should be fun. I, I was just imagining if someone got stuck in like the a, in the AR world and then got stuck in the IKEA store Ooh. and they can never get out. <laughs> so I mean, know. you have everything you need at least in the IKEA store. <laughs> you know. Yeah, so you, you can get the Swedish sleep. meatballs. You have yeah. you have Is nourishment. You can go to go shopping for some food. Yeah. <laughs> And the uh, AR stuff works on all fi- all, all iPhones. You, you you don't need the newest, and the, the the iPhone X does you know better things with it and with the portrait lighting and all that stuff. But I, I have an iPhone six and, and it worked just fine. 
Maybe, uh, maybe we can get sponsored by IKEA, and then you know <laughs> we can have coupons for Swedish meatballs for for audience viewers. You know, sure. Yeah, and soft Ike- serve. IKEA, if you're listening, uh, sponsor us. Yeah, we're we're open open to. I learned recently that it's actually pronounced IKEA, which kind of blew my mind. Nah, what? <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> they could throw in a jar of the lingonberry jam. That's that stuff's good yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> that bookcase behind me is an IKEA bookcase. Uh-huh. If we're if we're if we're looking for branding. <laughs> uh so that's iOS eleven. Uh give us your feedback on what you think and we can talk about it uh uh in future episodes and even today if you guys got any more comments about it. Uh, but we should also talk about some other news that's been happening. Uh the iPhone 8 went on sale, and Leah, you ordered a couple of them, Yes, right? I did. So <laughs> pre-orders started last Friday. Was that the 15th? Yes. They started yes. at uh, just after midnight here on the West Coast. Um, that's 3 a.m. for everybody on the East Coast. Poor Mike. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Um, I already registered my, my, my complaints. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder, I mean, maybe, I, I kind of wonder why they do it in, in the middle of the night and not at a more reasonable hour. Even if they did it, you know, at midnight East Coast time, that would only be 9 p.m. here and that wouldn't be yeah, But then it terrible. technically releases on the 21st or the oh, 14th and yeah. they, they wouldn't have that. No, of course not. <laughs> well, technically it released at, at what, 9 a.m. or 9 p.m. in Hawaii? Yeah, that's true. In Alaska. Well, they don't mm-hmm. care about anywhere else but California. <laughs> <laughs> So we ordered, we pre-ordered an iPhone 8 and an 8 Plus um, so that we have both units here in the office for reviewing and testing. And we got the 8 in gold and we got the 8 Plus in space gray. And um, I was able to get them uh, right after midnight. Um, I always use the Apple Store app on my phone when I'm buying anything from Apple. it's just a much quicker process. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, when I was still trying to like refresh the um, Apple store online in Safari, it it wasn't popping up. And then all of a sudden the app was like ready to go before it was on the browser. So um, yeah, I kind of laughed because I bought two iPhones on my old iPhone and I checked out with Apple pay and the whole thing <laughs> took like less than 60 seconds. Yeah. So, um, well, well, the Siri, say always superior. Siri would give me a big round of applause for all of that. <laughs> I no, think. no betrayal. No, yeah, keeping keeping it all in the family yeah. here. So uh, we'll be picking our phones up this Friday, the twenty second, which is the first day that they are actually available in stores. Um, so we're going to the um, Apple Store here in Union Square in San Francisco to pick our devices up, and then I'll be bringing them back here, and we'll do an unboxing so I can show you guys what those phones look like, and we'll compare um, the new gold color to the old gold color just because it's slightly different, and we can take a look mm-hmm. at the new glass backs, and uh, we'll fire up some of the uh, we'll fire the phones up and kind of check out some of the new features that they have. So I'll be bringing home some wireless charging pads, too. So we'll pop the phones on there and see what that process is like. Yeah. And we should probably do that live, too. So yes, we stay will. Stay tuned for that mm-hmm. and be ready to ask questions. Yep. Um, yeah. So we are live right now on Facebook and on Twitter slash Periscope. So leave your questions. 
Um, and there is one related to the iPhone 8. And what is what do you think is the number one new feature? Ooh, um, on the iPhone 8 and 8 Plus, I think wireless charging is the flagship new feature that they're really touting. But I think the feature that seems to be the most repress, uh, impressive from the early reviews that, that we've seen, people are really digging the cameras. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we, we've seen some really lovely shots done on the iPhone 8 Plus um, that Apple has always done a nice job of of making sure that the iPhone has a solid camera, but um, every year it seems to just get better and better, and this one is no exception, and um, some of the portraits that we have seen have been really impressive. So, yeah, I would say um, wireless charging and the cameras are the Yeah, the, the, the uh, portrait lighting looks looks pretty amazing mm-hmm. from what I've seen as well. And the uh, A11 chip... You know, it, it just improves it a little bit more than, um, you know, than, than the eight. It's a little bit faster. It's a little bit um, every, everything. You know, all the all the animations load quicker and everything else. But I think an unsung best feature is the sixty-four gigabyte entry level. Yes, storage. definitely. Um, it, it seems like we weren't talking about sixteen gigs. Well, like like a year or two yeah. ago, about when are they going to stop? And now it's that that's legit sixty-four gigs. Mm-hmm. The only problem is, I think, going from 60, you have the 64 gig option and then 200 and yeah, 256. Yeah. Like, that's a, yeah. lo- that's a lot. That's a lot. I think the 128 gig size was the perfect size and now that's gone. So Yeah, I agree. And um, it also would have been maybe $75 more rather than $150 more. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's interesting that uh, Apple ditched that one. But, I mean, maybe with the new file format that we were talking about earlier, you can really get a lot more bang for sure. your buck with the 64-gig phone um, if you take advantage of that. So I think the question with these phones is if you have a 7 or a 7 Plus, do you really need the 8 or the 8 Plus? Um, we haven't spent enough time with the phones yet to to definitively say um this feels like more than just a it's not an s upgrade i think some uh some other reviews have called it an s but this feels a little bit more than an s but like maybe an s and three quarters maybe not like a Mm full-on new version of the iphone um so maybe like a, a V or something. Yeah. No, not quite, yeah. you know. Does that make sense? Like it, for, a, for a brand new phone, ditching the S as the in the title, it feels like maybe a little like lighter handed on the on the new features, even though wireless charging is like pretty big. Um, yeah. yeah, I think if you have a seven, it really, uh, a friend of mine texted me last Thursday night and said, you know, what should I do? I have a 6S. And I, I say, yeah, absolutely, you should mm-hmm. upgrade. I mean, it's you're you're getting a way better chip, more storage, wireless charging, better better camera, all all around. Mm-hmm. But if you have a seven, you know, I guess if you're on the iPhone upgrade program, it's a bit of a no brainer. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're basically, giving it to you for nothing. But if you're if you bought the seven and you're not on that program, unless you absolutely have to have wireless charging, it's probably you could probably wait for a year uh, yeah. or go for the iPhone X. Right. Ten. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Another interesting thing about the iPhone pre-orders, uh, typically when a new iPhone comes out within 24 hours, that phone is not available uh, if you try to order one 
you know, 24 hours after the yeah. pre-orders begin, you're not going to get that phone for four weeks, six weeks, three weeks. Like it's a long, it's going to be a long wait for the new phone. Um, this time around, things were, have been a little, yeah. uh, there have not been as many pre-orders, it would seem. You could go on the app store yeah. or, uh, or you could go to the Apple store online do you pre-order a phone and pick it up on Friday from a store if you wanted to, or it could be shipped to you within one to two weeks. Do you think that's because people want to see more on the 10 before they make that decision? Yes, I do. Definitely. Yeah. I, think, uh, I think, sorry, go ahead, Mike. I was just going to say, I think the iPhone 10 pre-orders are going to be painful. Yeah. And we already very, know very that that phone is in, it's, there are not a lot of them. So um, some analysts have been saying, like, if you want that phone, you're likely not going to see it until 2018. Yeah, So if you're on the fence, like I'm still kind of on the fence about if I'm going to get the 8 Plus or if I'm going to go with the 10. So I might try to pre-order the 10. And if it's bonkers, I (laughs) I might just Mm -hmm. abandon ship and go go for the Plus after all. Um, Yeah, I think a lot of people are probably going to, going to take that route where yeah. if they say, you know, shipping ships in January, right. <laughs> I think people will say, forget this. I'll just get the eight or the eight plus. Yeah. But I mean, I wonder, did, did Apple kind of shoot themselves in the foot here? I mean, by, by releasing two phones that are vastly different and that are, that are both brand new. I mean, it, it seems as though most people would wait to at least see, can I get it? What's better about it? At least let me go to the store and look at it. So by releasing the iPhone 8 now and, and, and the iPhone 10 in October, it seems like a mistake, but you know, uh, I'm sure they'll be I'm sure they'll be fine, but I bet for sales it's probably not gonna matter when we're looking at, at the end of the, the quarter sales for them. Um, I think they were it was probably a good idea on their behalf to to spread them out a little bit because the if they if there were three phones going on sale at the same time and yeah. the crush of people trying yeah, to yeah. pre-order it would it would be bonkers and probably what would happen is most people would try to get the 10 and then it would have slowed sales down for the 8 and 8 Even plus more, if they yeah. had all gone on sale where in this way if people are kind of holding out now to wait until the 10 is at least available in stores to play around with or for the pre-order then when that phone is out i think more 8s are going to be sold as well as a result of that if the wait is too long and they have to have a new phone right now. Yeah, maybe. They'll go for the plus. Or maybe they'll just wait. Maybe a bunch of iPhone 6 or 5S people will try for the 10, see the three-month wait time and say, well, I'll just wait till next year again. Yeah. My my phone's fine. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what happens in that holiday quarter Mm -hmm. and even in this upcoming quarter, whether or not sales are impacted severely. And, um, you know, if if they hit that, uh, whatever they're trying to hit 70 million or 75 million, whatever they had last year, if there is growth, we're going to see. It's, it's going to be an interesting uh, couple of months. Yeah. And on Periscope, uh, Andrew asks, uh, why do you think Apple didn't launch a 128 gig phone? Do you think it's related more to uh, that drop, the app in the files app, or do you think it's more associated with, you know, the X or the 10? I, I think it's more associated to pricing of flash storage. Yeah, me too. Yeah, because flash storage pricing has been somewhat volatile recently mm-hmm. and has kind of gone up. And I think they found that maybe the, the price difference wasn't that significant for Apple in terms of 
128 versus 256 uh, for them to to implement and to buy. So that's why they went with the 256. So I haven't and checked I, pricing on flash storage recently, but I, as I understand it, it the pricing is kind of wacky right now. I think it's also about their margins where I think it's easier for them to charge an extra $150 for 256 than yeah. it would be for 128. And it gives them a little bit more of a healthy 30% margin than it would if they kept it at 128. Yeah, and for the basically all of Apple's decisions are driven by how much money can they get from us. <laughs> and for the ten, if they they had to offer it starting at the sixty four gig size yes. to have that just under a hundred dollar price point, because if they only yeah. what did I say a hundred dollars a thousand dollars? Yeah, they they needed to like squeak by. So the only way they right. were going to be able to do that was to have that entry level phone be sixty four. I, I agree. Yeah. 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 Ian on Facebook says that it would have been better to have the 10 released six months after the eight. Ooh, yeah, maybe. Months. Maybe next year. I mean, because then people would really have a decision to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe yeah. they should have delayed it, but delayed it even more. That's, that's not a bad thought. Well, they released um, the iPhone SE didn't come out during the fall. It came out in the spring release, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So it'd be interesting to see if there is like a SE update in the spring. So there, so there is precedence of a- Apple doing that, that the fall isn't just their only release date, yeah. I have a question, and I've been meaning to look this up on my own, and I haven't. So I'm on the iPhone upgrade program, as you are, Leah. Mm-hmm. So we bought our phones last year in September. Mm-hmm. What happens if we don't get them until December? Does, does the upgrade program start in so that means i can't get my phone next year till december as well correct or is it from when i so that's so it's when i get it. it's from when we get it and start making payments on it because you so can they're really upgrade. screwing screwing up our uh, our upgrade cycle they <laughs> certainly are so i believe the- if you want to get a new phone right away i think you can speed up i think you can expedite some of your payments because it's 12 payments essentially yeah, right. so, so you can say charge me an extra yeah. hundred dollars or something when yeah. i order it right oh, so you can say like hey i want to make my last three payments so i can hit 12 payments so that i can get this phone when it first comes out so yeah that that part kind of sucks <laughs> yeah no no bueno i say yeah <laughs> yeah that uh i think the apple or the iphone upgrade program since it's new ish every year it like changes a little bit as apple is mm-hmm. like learning and you know and figuring out how this how this thing's going to work so this poses a new problem that it, it, the company hasn't had before right. yeah, so right. maybe there will be some exception they might year. do a grace period yeah. yeah maybe it's only 10 payments or something Who right um, also what's gone up is the apple care uh, uh, across the board on the yeah. new ones 115 now and i think it's 200 on the iphone 10 yeah it's and it's the repairs lot. have gone up too so what's the screen repair cost now I think it's still thirty dollars if you're under the Apple Care, okay. but if you're not, I think it's one fifty oh. now if you're if you don't have Apple Care. So that's another like reason to consider the yeah. iPhone upgrade program because it includes Apple Care. Includes I mean you pay for it. It's not free. Well, yes, but of yeah, course. <laughs> but that's it, it bundled. Is, it is included. I checked it out. If you get a two fifty six iPhone ten, it'll cost you fifty six dollars a month. Mm-hmm. So which I'm, is you know, that's so, significant. <laughs> so on Periscope, Dark Sky is saying it depends on when you get it and on the carrier um, because they have a $30 when the lease is up on Sprint, something along those oh, lines. Oh, that's so. right. So we're talking specifically about the iPhone yeah. upgrade program, which is Apple's 
program. Um, but yes, all of the the big four carriers have their own um, leasing mm-hmm. program that you can set up through your carrier. Um, and they have their own every they all have their own rules but yeah. most of them are based on a similar idea where you're signing up for a 24 month contract that allows you to swap in your device after one year right and but th- there's a little more leeway like they offer much more they're much more apt to offer a special or a early upgrade than apple will yeah or you can knock the price down by X amount if you bring in an old device or if you're yep. switching, let's say you're switching from AT&T to Sprint, Sprint will have a special like welcome to Sprint deal. Um, T-Mobile does something similar as well. Oh, yeah. another thing to, to note about the iPhone upgrade program, um, if you are on AT&T, Verizon or Sprint, you can sign up for that online. But if you're on T-Mobile, you have to physically go to the Apple store um, to set it up. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so... We're expecting our iPhones on Friday, and we'll do an unboxing live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, we'll do it. Um, so stay tuned for that. We'll keep you guys. Someone needs to get a manicure. Me. I got you, Dan. Don't worry about it. So stay tuned for that. Based on the um, based on the early reviews, a couple of outlets have already gotten them. Yeah. And yes. um, it's it's pretty much what we expect. It's a good upgrade. But um, it's not the iOS. It's it's not the iPhone 10, and it's not a massive change to the iPhone 7 either, mm-hmm. from what I've read. Oh, uh, some some of the other interesting things that a lot of reviews have been saying is that the wireless charging it's not faster than Lightning charging. Right. So that's another thing to keep mm-hmm. in mind. Um, Apple says that it will be able to increase the speed of wireless charging in a future update, and I'm sure mm-hmm. when its Air Power system comes out. In 2018, they will have addressed some speed issues, but um, just you know, keep in mind wireless charging may be wireless, and that's awesome, but it is not necessarily faster than good old-fashioned plug-it-in-with-your-lightning-cable charging. Yeah, that, that's the case on with most Android phones as well. It's more about convenience mm-hmm. than speed. But once you have it, it's life-changing, let me tell you. <laughs> It seems like a silly thing, but I could I I can't live without it now. When I have to plug in my iPhone, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we'll have stuff on on hopefully this Friday. Yep. So we'll keep you guys posted on that. Also on Friday, we're hoping to get or Mike is hoping to get the Apple Watch Series Three. Yes. And there have been early reviews of the Apple Watch Series Three that have come out. And uh, Mike, why don't you talk a little bit about? What other people are saying about the Apple Watch Series 3. Yeah, it's funny because it's, it's kind of a mixed bag where on one hand you have people saying, no, this is, this is great and it does what it's supposed to. But there's a couple, um, The Verge and The Wall Street Journal most notably, who said that the LTE just, they had constant issues with it where it would, it would drop off calls, it would stop working, they couldn't connect and um, it affected the battery life greatly where um, um, jo- jo- Joanna Stern from the Wall Street Journal had to send hers back and get a new one because the battery life b- before the morning was up, she was down to like 20%. And even nice. after the new one came, they said it was, you know, she said it was not so great, you know, where it does a lot of trying to connect and it can't and it really kills the battery life. So that's, that's something that um, a- Apple has admitted that it's an issue. And um, they're going to try to fix it in a software update. And I wouldn't be surprised if that comes out either late this week or next week to um, to try to mitigate all those early people who are getting it and, you know, 
can't use it the way it's supposed to be used. Yeah, that was so surprising it was. to to read because normally um, Apple doesn't push something out to market until it's ready. So to yeah. read, I mean, Joanna Stern went so far as to say, like, I do not recommend this device. That's right. So uh, that was that was pretty alarming. Um, but other other people, other sites, um, Daring Fireball, The Loop. I mean, they're a little bit more Apple fan centric, maybe, but. Mm-hmm. They didn't have any of those problems. They said that the audio, audio quality is great. They were able to use it, you know, in place of their iPhone when they needed it. And um, even on, on 9 to 5 Mac also, they didn't have any of those connect connectivity issues. So it was it was somewhat limited. But considering there were only maybe 25 or 30 review units out there, maybe even less, it's, still, it's a pretty high percentage of them, of them that had issues. Yeah, that's interesting. And I think all of the early reviews were of the LTE version. Yes. So um, curious to see uh, if the non-LTE version gets reviewed and if they're, I mean, they wouldn't have similar connectivity issues, right. but I'm curious if some of the battery issues might Maybe. be lingering in, in the non-LTE version. Um, the the bat- From what I've read, the battery seems to be limited. The battery issues seem to be limited to LTE. Where if you use it um, half and half and you didn't have those problems, people were able to get through a full day comfortably. Okay, so. that's good. Even with a GPS workout? Yep. Okay. Yeah. From what I read, you know, and again, there were, there was, there's only a handful of reviews out there, maybe 10 or 12 that I've read. But that was the main issues. And another thing that's funny is everybody hates the red dot on the digital crowd. Yeah. <laughs> it is kind of like, ugly. Just across the board, they said, what is the point of this? And I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, seeing it um, on stage during the event um, last week, it didn't seem like no. it was that big of a deal. But we saw it from far away and in like product shots where, you know, it was matched with the best looking yes. band. And yes. um, I didn't even think about what that would look like on the rose gold version. And I saw a photo of that today and ooh, uh-uh, not good. So yeah, the red, yeah, yeah, the red dot on gold would probably be fine. I bet it would. I bet it looks good on the space gray one, but like, yeah, not the rose. Gold. Yeah, I, I don't know. Not, I wonder what like is there a technical reason why it has to be red? Like, what's the point? Is it just 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 to aesthetically distinguish it from the non LTE version? Yeah, perhaps. Like, it just seems like a weird choice. Mm-hmm. I bet some manufacturer out there an accessory maker they're going to come out with some oh, no doubt some right. good some overlays. cool little stickers and overlays <laughs> yeah. i think they already had them i don't know if they still make them but digital crown dots was a thing yeah, way 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 totally back when was. and I, maybe they stopped making them now yeah because and i remember i think the um the original edition one of the uh super expensive solid gold ones i think they had red digital crown yes. dots as you, well you could get a dot to match your band color. Yes. So um, I believe they had they had a black. There was a white and a red. I think were your options. But they were that was a permanent thing, right? They didn't yeah. come off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. White. It would have been nice if I had a choice. Like I would have picked a black one. Everybody would pick a black one. <laughs> <laughs> it like, feels I just almost, don't understand. Yeah. It feels like almost like Apple like got a deal on good deal on some red paint. <laughs> Like, it's so hard. We can't pass up this deal. Why don't we use it on the <laughs> Apple Watch Series 3 yeah. LTE version? Yeah. Or they just thought like, oh, the people that buy this, they're going to want the world to know that they have the Series yeah. 3 with LTE. I guess. Just to distinguish I guess it. that's what it Oops. is. But uh, I said Series 3 and Siri turned on. Go away. Not you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So uh, 
I was on the fence about getting a LTE Apple Watch, and now I'm kind of like, I think I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait, maybe even not even, maybe not even get a Series 3, and yeah. maybe I'll get wait for Series 4 even. So I was firmly over the fence, and I can't wait for it. And now I'm like, well, I don't even know if I want one now. <laughs> like that was my most, the most, the biggest product I was excited about was the I was the yeah. uh, Apple Watch with with LTE. I wrote about it, and you know, it's true. I can't, I couldn't wait to get mine until I read the reviews this morning. Now I'm not so sure because if it doesn't work, as you say, Roman, there's no point. Yeah. It's just a little faster right. than Series Two. Other than that, it's right. the same. It has GPS. Right, and it can do all the same things that that watch OS four can do. Yeah, exactly. That that was my reasoning. It's just yeah. that, well, that's I you know I have an original Apple Watch and I do too. Yeah, it's like well, one of us. I'm not getting if I'm not getting LTE, then I'm not getting anything else really. So I agree. And I put uh, watch OS four on it last night, and it runs fine. It's not yeah. slow. I can use and there's there's no features that aren't that don't work. It's it's fine. So if if LTE is going to be an issue going forward, Apple's not going to sell a whole lot of these watches. Yeah. Also, um, the price point of the data plan for the yeah, Apple Watch, agreed. like ten dollars a month, doesn't really sound like a lot. But if you're paying for that, and you're paying for Apple Music, and you're paying for more iCloud storage, mm-hmm. and you're paying for your plan on your phone. Some people still pay for LTE on the iPad. Like these things add up really sure. fast, and an extra one hundred and twenty dollars a year, like that's that's not a, an insignificant amount. It's not. It's particularly if it doesn't work when you need it to. Right. So like if it's foolproof, then it's you know, and you need it, and you go running, and you go out, and you then then it's it's worth the ten bucks. But if it's if it works eighty percent of the time, uh uh-uh. uh. Mm-hmm. So on, on Periscope, Fianolo asks, do you think it's worth it to upgrade from the Series 1 to the Series 3 for a non-fitness person? And I guess that kind of goes, you know, if it works, is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, if you if you use your, if you want to use your watch without your phone and the LTE works as advertised after Apple up, updates the OS, then yeah, I mean, if you if you don't mind spending 400 bucks or 430 bucks, depending on which one you're getting, then sure. But as far as the non uh, the non cellular one, if you're not a runner and you don't need GPS, I don't know if there's really that much of a reason unless you really like that 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 gold color. And if you're, you have to think about the uh, condition of your current watch. So yes. I have an original Apple Watch, um, but mine is seems to be in like much worse shape than <laughs> yours are so like mine the battery is it, it it's it's right it has run its course almost so i just want a new watch in general because i love my apple watch i still want to have the apple watch experience um so the series three without lte to me is worth it because i want a new watch anyways and this is yeah. the current best watch on the market so if you are running a series one and you're not super happy with its performance anymore i think this would be a good one Certainly. to yeah. to get yeah um, do they, can you change re- or replace the battery on them? I don't think you can. I mean, you can probably take it to an Apple yeah. store and, and Apple will do it for you for a, for a charge. I mean, not probably, definitely, but you can't, it, it, you can't do it on your own. Mm-hmm. Just like every other product Apple sells. Yeah. So at this point, I don't know if just paying to replace the battery would 
be I don't know what the cost would be on that because they are still selling the series one mm-hmm. so they're saying oh this is still a very viable mm-hmm. watch yep. so right it's the yeah, affordable we, we don't have series we ones. don't have, we have series, series zeros yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah when the watch first came out uh they called it it was apple watch sport apple watch classic and apple watch edition and then they quickly realized that most people were buying sports, nobody was buying edition, and a couple people were buying classics. So they had to kind of rethink the branding strategy. So I think it was six months later, they came out with what they call Series 1. So it had some slight improvements, a whole bunch of new finishes, um, and they kind of like simplified their their options, if you will. Yeah, And most importantly, it had the S2 chip, which was mm-hmm. a big boost over the ones that we have. Yeah. Oh, don't forget the Apple Watch Hermes. Well, that was part of the... Wasn't that an addition package or was that a, a special one? Apple Apple has it, singles it out oh. as, a, yeah, as a model, which I think is kind of funny. Yeah, so I think like... some of the bands, <laughs> like you can only get a band, one of the Hermes right. bands if you're buying like the Hermes package. Yeah. yeah. Uh, according to the support document on Apple... Apple's website, out-of-warranty battery service is $79, okay. re- regardless of what uh, model you have. You can, series 3, Series 2, Series 1, okay. Sport, Hermes Edition. Um, so that, that's, not, that's not terrible. I mean, that's certainly a lot less than $329. So if you, if you want to keep your old watch and the battery is terrible, you can. there, there, there are options. Okay, so any other Apple thoughts watch? on watch? So, if any, yeah, anybody in the audience have any thoughts on watch? Did anybody buy an Apple Watch? And uh, Ian I've agrees. What's the, the uh, point about the red dot? <laughs> <laughs> so that was on Facebook. I've, so I've you, been using the Kaleidoscope face for the last um, twelve hours or so, and I, I I like it a lot more than I thought I would. It's 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 pretty cool how it kind of like subtly changes the the patterns. As you, um, you know, just, just throughout the day, like each time you look at it, it'll be a little bit different than it was before. It's nice. That's cool. I can't wait for the Toy Story watch faces. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's going to be fun. Yeah, I haven't upgraded to watch OS 4. I need to do that. The, uh, the dock is, is nice, although it's a little bit task manager-y now, where, where before the, you saw the little screens. Now it's kind of like the, the old iPhone um, app switcher where the, the the apps are stacked on top of each other so you, you you can't really see what's going on until you press it so that's that's a change the, the the best change is you can now look at your apps in a list which is which is i've been waiting for because man do i hate that honeycomb yeah <laughs> oh it's horrible it's a pain it's a pain yeah it, i mean it's it's it, maybe it was it's a good idea in practice and it might look cool on the screen but it's finding an app is just a nightmare. Yeah, if you only have a, a small handful of apps on there, it's probably fine. I have so many yeah. random apps that that I barely even use on the watch. And they, don't, and they don't have names, and yeah. like you have no idea what right. you, know, you click one. It's not the right one. Some of them look the same. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. So now you can just uh, in, on the on the iPhone app, there's an option for um, a, a list view. And it will just list them all, and it has the names next to them, and it's so much better. You still need to have your watch connected to a charger be- when you update it, correct? Yeah, yes. you do. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I learned that yesterday, yes. 
And on Facebook, Ian is asking, what kind of coverage are we doing with the watch? So you're getting it, Mike. What kind of videos are we doing out there? Yeah, well, we're... Um I'm I'm not picking it up at the store. I'm having it delivered. So as long as it gets here at a reasonable time, I will be doing a unboxing as well. I'll be doing the review. I'll be doing a video review, and I'll be doing any um, cool little how tos and tricks and things that I find and discover along the way. Anything live? And also, I'm getting an Apple TV, and I'll be doing the same with all of that. Oh stuff. yeah, Apple TV. Oh, yeah. yeah. So much new stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, TVOS came out yesterday as well. If anyone um, didn't know that, you can upgrade on your Apple TV to TVOS 11, which is not really version 11. They skipped from like 4 to 11 <laughs> on this. It's the Apple Navy. They're, they're, they they're playing fast and loose with the numbers. Yep. So. Getting things on par with iOS 11, I yeah. guess, to <laughs> eliminate confusion. Mike, what band did you get with your watch? I got the, um, the new sport, like, Material gray. I'm not sure what it's exactly called. Something loop. The sport loop thing. Yeah, that's yeah. That band looks cool. Because I have I I have a couple of the the uh, rubber sport bands already, and I figured that one was different. Mm-hmm. So that's the one I'm going to uh, see how that is. But thankfully, all the old old bands work. So I have a, I have like six of them that I can. If I if I don't like it, I'll just go back to one of my old ones. So you could use a new band on your old watch and get a little bit of red paint, uh, <laughs> and then just Some pretend like polish. it's yeah, yeah, just, you know, Slaps or just just cut it, out totally. a red sticker and yep. just pop it on there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then just when people say, "Oh, is that the LTE watch?" You could just say, "Yeah, but the LTE is not working right now." Well, I mean, here's a question: Does anyone even know? Like, is anyone going to look at a watch and say, "Wow, he has the LTE version"? No, probably not. <laughs> Who's going to know? And they would have to be looking at your wrist at just the right angle, you know, as you're like lifting yeah. your hand up. And yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't I think just, most people will notice. I, I would love to be sitting in that conversation or that meeting that they had where they decided to make that red. <laughs> like nobody objected. <laughs> Yeah, where was Johnny Ive during that decision? Right? That like there wasn't that a single like, person that said, no, no, yeah. we're not doing right. it. Unless it was his decision and everyone was maybe, like, oh, maybe it was. Uh, right. well, yeah. okay, that's that's right. uh, how it is. So curious they, to see if that uh, feature makes it, you know, for a series They did four. do the iPhone ten notch, so, you know, yeah. maybe maybe they're they're just doing weird things lately. Playing a little know. fast and loose, it seems like. <laughs> I don't know, Apple. <laughs> this is the first time in a long time where people are – questioning major design decisions mm-hmm. from it. Like there's, you know, I haven't, I can't remember the last time there were this many products where people really wondered, like, is this the right direction to go? Headphone jack. There is one. That's function, though, more than design. But... Well, yeah, I mean, you're right, but it was definitely done for design reasons to make it thinner and to uh, to add more internally. And to sell more AirPods and Beats. Sell more AirPods, <laughs> yes, that's true. Well, yeah. Well, speaking of the notch, I was thinking about this this morning because a lot of times what we do here at Macworld is when I make a screenshot for iOS, I'll transpose it onto an iPhone just to give it more body because sometimes this the shot itself is kind of loose, doesn't look right. So it looks better on a phone. But now with the notch, I don't think I have the, the, the Photoshop skill to transpose a screenshot. Ooh. And compensate for the notch. Well, that's a good question. So, will the will a screenshot on the iPhone 10 include the notch, or will it be squared off? Oh no! I, I think don't it's know. squared off. 
Okay. I, I believe I read somewhere that it's squared off. So they they came out. Somebody made a silly Android app that uh, puts a uh, like a little notch on your on your uh, Android <laughs> home screen. It's pretty did. funny. <laughs> well, I think that just about wraps it up for this episode of the MacWorld podcast. Uh, please, if you still have comments and questions, please let us know and we can address them in a future episode. Uh, but I'd like to thank uh, Michael Simon out in Connecticut. Thank you, Roman. You got it right. <laughs> and I'd like to thank uh, Leah Yamshan, our uh, managing editor. Thank you, Roman. I'd like to thank Dan, our producer. See ya. And I'd like to thank you, the audience, for participating and for joining us. Join us next week. Uh, we'll be live on Facebook and on Twitter slash Periscope at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. And uh, we'll see. And we'll you have then. thoughts about all the Apple products we have. Yes, mm-hmm. we'll have thoughts about. So remember, on Friday, we should have some unboxing of iPhones, Apple Watch. Uh, We'll keep you guys posted on that stuff as well. So thank you very much. 